From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Teresa from Achieve Unite. Teresa, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm really excited for today's discussion. So can you tell me a bit about yourself and your company and what you guys are up to and what you're doing? Everything we do is about partnering success. So Achieve Unite is the partnering success company. I started the company about six years ago and I'm very proud of the incredible work we do for our clients and for people. So we work with both companies across industries about partnering and alliances and distribution channels and go to market. And then we also have a whole suite of people development programs to help the people perfect their skills in doing this kind of work and getting significant revenue growth. And then me, I am a mom of two amazing boys. Uh, One just went to high school. He's going to Gonzaga High School in Washington, D.C. And I had my first really long commute this morning with them. And then I have a fifth grade boy and we live in Alexandria, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C., and have our happy place getaway home in King George, Virginia. So we were there with lots of tech industry people over the weekend. Oh, yeah. I love that. So how did you come to start this company? What's your story and how did you get into this? I was a tech executive at a number of different tech companies. And then one day my second boy was one year old and he was, he's very healthy now, but at the time he was not really healthy. And I started getting this pit in my stomach and just felt like I couldn't sustain the global travel with these two boys at home and the guilt was killing me. And so I just took the risk and had the courage to step off that corporate train and didn't know what I was going to do. I wasn't sure. And it was one of the best decisions that I ever made because it gave me the freedom to just create a space. And people started to call me to see if I could help them. And so I started consulting and advising. And then about a year in, I was like, wait a minute, if boys can build companies, I can build a company. And so that's what we've been up to for the last six years and Achieve Unite, which AU, by the way, Achieve Unite, AU is the, is the sign for gold. So we uh, are the gold standard in partnering. I'm just really proud of our people and of the caliber of work we do and of the lives that we impact with our programs and our leadership development that. and our trust building. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So what did those early days look like? And it started, it sounds like you started as more of a consultant. Yeah. Clients, and then how did you transition that into a company and, and all you that? Know, it's interesting for the first year and a half, probably 2017 and 2018, we were really doing business as under my LLC and really beginning to figure this out and had a number of contractors. And then it was in November of 2018 that Achieve Unite Inc., the C Corp came to be. And that was really the next foray of employees and really building the next chapter of our company. And we have a mix of full-time employees. This is also a great place for part-time employees to work with us. And so we have, it's been an amazing opportunity for folks that are in their next chapter of life to give back. Bob O'Malley is a six-time CEO and he has co-written a book and we, he's just a phenomenal mentor and we have a number of things that he's brought to the company over the years. So yeah, people are their best selves at Achieve Unite. It's fantastic. 
I love that. Were there any lessons learned in, in building this company of, okay, this has been a great way to find customers or this is something we tried and it, we had to steer in a different direction or any major lessons? Oh my gosh. I have a lot of scars. I usually say I have scars on my back and many lessons from all these scars of doing things wrong. So one I would say early on is be careful that you don't over invest in people and that what you have and that you have revenue. I have, did not have any outside funding. So for us, we are funded by the revenue. And so I would say that we really had to figure that out. Make sure you have a very good billing system and financials, especially doing business with, we have our WeBank certification and all of that requires really tight, really strong financials. So being really clean about that from day one and having a good structure. And it doesn't have to be really complex either. Early on, it was a, it was a Google sheet and it was a pretty simple Google sheet along with QuickBooks and it worked great. And now we have gotten increasingly more sophisticated. Make sure you know what your own strengths are and what they're not because I think there are times where I would try to do things that I probably shouldn't have been doing because it wasn't my strength. And so focusing on uh, other people's and what they bring to the table. I would say I have not done a great job always on accountability and metrics, and we're getting really much tighter at our next level of growth to scale from a few to double digit millions and we're really working on that and and the metrics and the accountability and the structure is really important to to being able to do that next another thing is events and relationships people still buy from people they like and respect especially in the kind of work that we do so we have we participate in events we speak at events we participate we run our own events those are really great opportunities for us and i encourage people to get involved in communities so that they can find those places where they can network and build the relationships and find a community of opportunities for them as entrepreneurs. And the last thing I'll say, and you can probably relate to this, is having a CEO peer group is just really important and has been really critical for me. And it's been an amazing sounding board to help me become a better CEO. I love that. So digging into some of this a bit, so you mentioned good financial systems, get those in place. Uh, you work with the federal government. How did you get over the long accounts like receivable period for the first, first time? Was it just like a revolving line of credit you used to get it all started and then collect that first check or how did you get all that going? So we actually are WeBank certified, but we don't do business with the federal government. We do business with companies that are also doing business with government. However, we have several clients who have 90 day payment terms, these big service providers. And so that has been really important for us that we manage cash flow. We do projections on cash flow. We make sure that when we always try to balance and it doesn't always happen where not too much of our revenue is aligned with one customer that actually happened to us in COVID and then mm. COVID hit and we lost 70% of our revenues overnight was so scary. It was March of 2020. I literally hung up the phone 
with or what a zoom not hung up the phone that's old hung up a zoom and i got on the phone with one of my advisors and who's a really good friend and i started to, i had tears in my eyes and i said oh my god and encouraged to be vulnerable because that person ended up bringing us an opportunity which ended up changing our company over the year and we at the end we started that year with 70 percent of our revenues with two clients we finished that year with no client over 10% of our revenues and we were flat that year and we had a whole different mix of business of education and people development where we started just in consulting and so we were able to turn something really hard and scary into something positive and amazing and repeatable. That's so. great. I love that. Thank and you, you mentioned metrics like how did like how have you started to put those in place were there any you started with start here and then eventually work to here you always have your revenue metrics but i really think growth metrics number of clients really being clear on what you want your company to be we're really working on recurring revenue and more loyalty revenue and so that is a big part of our growth so then you get that clear and then the thing that we haven't done a good job and i think that we're doing a better job now is leading indicator metrics we teach it in our partnering success and our joint business planning but now it's around how do our own people what are their leading it what is their activity because activity leads to results so what are the right activities that need to be happening on a regular cadence in order to be successful and we have very senior people here but we still have to drive to the metrics that makes sense yeah because i imagine revenue is like a lagging metric of exactly what, what are all the activities that, led that up to lead the, to the revenue and yeah. now sometimes you are measuring the wrong thing i've actually seen that happen with partnerships where they're measuring a certain things of leading indicators in big companies and those are not the right indicators so you have to make sure that you're measuring the right leading indicator behaviors yeah that's a great note let's talk about content so you're very active on social yeah. I, I think you, you said you're working on some projects and books and all, yeah. that stuff and, yeah. and all that. How do you decide to really build that online presence? Not everybody does. And yeah. I think it's definitely one of those things that I admire when someone you know builds a big presence online. What does right. that journey look like for you? It was very organic and it was very deliberate. So it's, we definitely chose LinkedIn and early on in our company, we started having a, a bigger presence, both me personally and the company brand. And you have to follow what LinkedIn is measuring. And there's people that are, are on our team who are amazing at these things and have really helped us grow our following and also thought leadership really i've tried to be very authentic and honest and transparent in my activity on linkedin and my posts and what i care about and sharing it in our newsletter and sharing it with the world and our community is really important absolutely love that what's one thing you wish you would have known when you first became a ceo that you know now I wish I would have known when I first became a CEO how hard it is because I didn't had never done it before. And I wish I had a, peer, a CEO peer group from day one and CEO advisors from day one. That's great. And if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, uh, what would that advice be? Probably you know, set up a peer group. I would say go learn entrepreneurship, go learn everything you can in school, in your academic opportunities and study it because I didn't know and I have learned on the job and I think they're doing an amazing job teaching so much more of this in schools now. So take advantage. Absolutely. 
Has there ever been a time where you had to pivot strategy? And if so, how did that go? Our COVID experience was absolutely a pivot. Over the last year, we've pivoted again with the notion of AI and things changing in this world and they're going faster. The economy, over the last two years, we've had to pivot because of the economy. In the tech industry, there's more layoffs happening in the last six months than I've seen in years. And yeah. so we have pivots all the time. It's not a one big, it's a constant. You have to be an agile organization. Absolutely. And you can't pivot too much, which could also be not a good thing. Oh yeah, you gotta <laughs> have the right balance of That's sticking right. with it, but then, hey, let's make some adjustments. That's exactly so, right. Absolutely. Any closing remarks or words of wisdom as we wrap up here today? I would just encourage you to, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, it is an amazing opportunity experience. You know, Brad as well. It is an incredible opportunity and there is so much in America to support now entrepreneurs and small businesses and really tap into those resources. The Small Business Administration was one of my best mentors early on. The WeBank Organization for Women-Owned Businesses and Certifying Women-Owned Businesses has been a great resource and friend. CompTIA in the tech industry supports small businesses for tech. Uh, TSIA, there's just a number of different support organizations. So tap into those both for your business support, but also for prospects and clients. Absolutely. Hey, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for joining the podcast today and sharing all your wisdom and insights. Thank you. Absolutely.